0: Welcome to the Excuse My African podcast. My name is Stella Damasis and I am your host. Join me as I take you on a journey through the eyes of a misrepresented and misunderstood African girl abroad. In this episode, I will talk about the African dream. In the month of February I was in Nigeria Um, like I told you last week I lost my mother and um, we had to go bury her I'm Nigerian she's she was in Nigeria so we had to go do the burial ceremony and then I stayed back after the burial for a couple of weeks just to you know put some structure into some things have some meetings do business with a couple of people and all that and so in total I stayed in Nigeria for about a month. And throughout my stay, I, (laughs) it's funny because I kept asking people around me how they were surviving, like how they just kept going, how you wake up in the morning with all the issues facing us in that country and how they're able to navigate, you know, their way through life in general, especially people who had children to think about. Because when I was there, I was there when the, um, gas situation started the fuel scarcity when it started I was there when it started with the long queues and the increase in price and all of that and it was weird it was so crazy um and then the traffic and then the high cost of food and every other thing that you would need grocery everything and then the poverty level the fact that salaries didn't change but everything else went up you know and then there was no electricity there was no power so people would buy stuff in their homes and they have to cook everything and put everything in pots and keep reheating because they, there's no power to ah, the fridge, the freezer. I, I saw a lot of businesses shutting down. It broke my heart because Nigerians are, are some of the most intelligent people in the whole world. We are the bravest, the strongest, the most resourceful, the most industrious and we are patient really we've been patient for a long long time it broke my heart because for every night that we had to sleep so if you have a generator that can power a house at least with air conditioning so that you are able to sleep because we all know how hot it can be its over 90 something degrees so to power your generator you need two gallons of of diesel And one at the time I was there was 9,000 naira. So you had to buy two for the night. So every night you spend 18,000 naira. This was in February. As of yesterday, or as of yesterday, it was 15,000 for one. One. So you were sleeping with 30,000 naira for diesel. Every night you have to go to bed. And then don't forget, if you have a generator, you must have an inverter as well. Not everyone can afford a generator, let alone an inverter. But for those who can afford it, when you have your generator on, it's supposed to be charging your inverter so that when it goes off, your inverter can carry at least your fan and maybe one fridge or something. I don't, I don't know how you can function that way. So if you run a business, you have to run your generator 24-7. Because you can't explain to your customers or to your clients or whoever, oh, this, it's, it's, it's frightening to think that we are at this level right now. Too many things going wrong. The school system failing the kids. The strike in the school system, the the increase in aviation because of the aviation fuel that went to 50,000 for the minimum, for the smallest ticket, to 120K. Meaning you have cut off a great 40% of people who could afford to fly from state to state. You've cut them off as well. And then ground transportation has doubled because they know that more people will take ground transportation as opposed to flying. Like, I don't know how people are going to survive this. Things are going up more expensive, but people are not even earning as much as a bag of rice. I'm not kidding. They are not earning as much as a bag of rice. And these people have children to think about. And so I came back to America and I was invited to Montana State University to talk about um, Africa. The theme was, let's come together as Africans. And I was a keynote speaker. And when I got up on stage, I had written, I had prepared everything I was going to say, but as I got there, my heart was too heavy. I had to speak my truth. I, I wasn't thinking about pleasing anyone or causing any, you know, issues or controversy, but what, but I had to speak the truth. So I said something and I asked a question. And as I asked the question, I said, if you have an answer for it, put up your hand. And the room went quiet. Everywhere was, it was like you could hear a pin drop. Nobody. And I talked and after I was done, I went and I sat down and I was shocked at the response. People kept coming to me, Africans, white people, Indians, Jamaicans, they were coming to me and everyone saying the same thing that shocked me they kept saying thank you so much you have inspired me i have never thought about it that way i've never even heard of some of the things that you're talking about i didn't know much about this now i'm going to study now i'm going to do this they did not know half of the information i was giving them and questions i was asking them to the point that a mayor came to me and said look my wife and i are intelligent people we're phd holders i'm a mayor i'm developing this place here in America, but I'm originally Liberian. librarian, this question that you've asked me is crazy because I've never sat down to think about it. Coincidentally, a few days later, I was also invited in Dallas to speak at, a, at an event by a group of young people called Umu Ibo. They're from Igbo parents, you know, and I had to go speak and the theme was storytelling as a tool for change and development. And and in the course of my speech as a keynote speaker, I asked the same questions I asked in Montana and I got the same response. And then I realized that we were in trouble. So here's what I said. <laughs> I said for those of us who live in the diaspora, who are in the diaspora, who live in America, in Europe and all of that, especially in America, we every day we wake up. We're all looking for one thing, chasing one thing, which is the American dream. And I said to them, if I asked everybody what their American dream was, it won't be different from what I I would say. What I feel the American dream is from one person to the other, it would be the same thing. I said, the basic American dream that we all have is, oh, you want to buy your house and you want to pay off your mortgage. You want to pay off your student loan if you went to school here. You want to be able to travel two or three times in a year with your family on vacation. You also want to be able to save money for retirement and then put money aside for your own children, for when they will go to college, a trust fund for your children. That these five things are the basics. I mean, there are others for some people, um, like growing your business and making it expand. But these five things that I have I have mentioned are the. F- very first things that anyone who lives here will tell you whether you're American whether you're an immigrant whether you're a foreigner you already know once you come into America and spend up to six months it won't be hard for you to know what the American dream is so the big question that kept everybody numb like staring at me like what the big question I asked is what do you think the African dream is let me start with the africans as an african person have you ever sat down to ask yourself what is my african dream what is my dream for the future of africa what is my dream for the children of africa what is the dream what do you want to achieve in africa what do you think you wake up every morning saying if i can get this then i have lived my african dream that is the simple question." That I've asked (laughs) in recent times and it gets people looking at me and asking themselves, wow. And I said, if we were even given the mindset to begin to dream as Africans, knowing how some of us grew up with all the issues, with all the stress, with everything we've gone through, knowing how we grew up, did we even have the opportunity to dream the basis of our dreams where I want to go abroad? I want to be able to go abroad, live abroad. (laughs) A lot of people who had big ideas, big dreams for their businesses, all that started fading when I became like a teenager. You will hardly hear people dream about big businesses anymore. Everybody wants to make enough, just enough to go abroad or send their children abroad. Run away, run away. (laughs) Because I said, we don't even have the opportunity to sit down and even dream about Africa. It is hard to survive, let alone having the opportunity to dream. I know what my African dream is. I know what it is. if If I sit down and I remove all the issues, all the negativity, all the problems that we are facing, all the challenges, what would be my African dream? Africa is a powerhouse. Africa is the beginning of humanity, of our biology. It's where everything started from. It's where all the mineral resources taking care of the whole world is coming from. It's where the best surgeons, the best doctors, the best IT people are coming from. It's where the West is taking from people. They're taking people from Africa. It's where, it's where everything is feeding, that is feeding the whole world is coming from. I'm I'm actually stuttering because my heart is so full that I can't get the words out fast enough. The coffee that people are addicted to is coming from Ghana. It's coming from Africa. The gold. Everything. We have this stuff. We have the original. They take it, refine it, sell it back to us, and we can't afford it sometimes. And then we're in trouble. Then we have to borrow money again to afford the same thing that was taken from us. And in my head, I'm like, we have the best of the best of the best of everything, of the natural resources and of the manpower. How are we this way? How are we still going through all of this? How are we still complaining about the same things that our forefathers fought for, talked about, the Kensaruiwas, the cars of our time? How? Why are we still here? Even the women, the women's rights, everything that they fought for, they are about women's riot. How are we still on the same page talking about the way we treat women in Africa? How are we still here? What is the dream? What is the hope for us tomorrow? Not just us, our children and our children's children. What is the hope for Africa? Have you ever sat down to think about it? If I ask you this question right now, whether you are African, you're African-American, you're white, Latino, or have you ever stopped to just think, ah, Africa, this place called Africa, what is the African dream? Because everybody knows the American dream. Everybody from every part of the world wants to be in this American dream. If you give them an opportunity, everyone in the world wants to be in America. They want to live this dream that they see on TV. That they see in the magazines. They want to live this dream. What is the African dream? What is your personal African dream? What's your dream for the future of Africa? What's your dream for the children of Africa? I ask you. I'm hoping and wishing that someone out there would sit down, think about it and share theirs with me. I'm still in the process of thinking about mine. I have some answers, but it's not all there because I'm battling within myself if it's realistic to have the kind of dreams that I have. But it's my dream. Nobody can take it from me. Nobody can change it. It's still my dream. But am I realistic to have those dreams? Would it be fair to anyone if this is a dream but we don't have hope that it will be actualized? But what if... What if, if we all sit down and actually think about it and start dreaming it and start thinking about what it is, what if collectively, if we have at least one or two that is general amongst us as regards this dream, what if when we identify those one or two things, we can now come together and start to find ways, find solutions to make it happen for our dear continent Africa. Can I dare you today to dream for Africa? Can I dare you today to find that one thing that you wish for Africa and share it with me? I'm waiting. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and I hope you'll join me again for the next one. You can contact me via email, excusemyafrican at gmail.com, or visit the website, excusemyafrican.com for more details. Remember to stay positive and give love.